Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Welcome to Your Life the Mixtape presents Headliners. Each week, I am joined by the best and the brightest stars of music from all over the world to find out a little bit about what makes them tick. This week, I am joined by one of the most prolific singer-songwriters probably of this generation. Uh, She has an EP out right now. It's called Alone Time, and it is absolutely brilliant. Do yourself a favor pause this episode go listen to that all the way through and then come back and hear me talk to the absolutely brilliant melissa bell hello wow what an intro i didn't know who you were talking about at first (laughs) (laughs) i so diving diving right into this um tell me what what is the most awkward question that you've ever been asked in an interview to be honest, nothing really comes to the top of my head, so I feel quite lucky. Maybe I've I've dodged some bullets with some, you know, with with some pretty decent questions over the years. I think the only I, I don't love doing like favorites, you know. So when it's like, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? Because I feel like it's really hard to choose one thing, especially like what's your favorite song off of your album, and and it changes <laughs> all the time, you know. Yeah. I guess something like that is like would be equivalent to asking a parent to which one of your children is your favorite. I would say that's as close as I can compare it to. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you could collaborate with any musician living or dead, who would you pick? Uh, Maybe I would go with John Lennon. Because I would love to just hear his take on the state of the world these days. Um, He obviously had some really interesting things to say in his music and just in his life. And I love the Beatles and I just I love his musicianship. So that would be pretty cool. Describe um, describe alone time using only one word. Um, I would say hopeful. There's a, there's a lot of things, uh, a lot of themes throughout the album, which range from like anxiety to isolation to growth, but like throughout each track, even if it's one of the, the darker tracks, there's still a glimmering little ray of hope at the end of the tunnel. I love that. And I, I absolutely, that's, yeah, <laughs> that tracks. 
who who is an artist that if if they dropped into uh, this Zoom right now and said, Melissa, I need you to come on tour with me. Who's the artist that you're dropping everything for? I mean, at this point, most artists, to be honest, like I just <laughs> want to be on tour. Um, so if anybody out there needs a support act, hit me up. <laughs> uh, but I thought I would be pretty great opening act for Haim. Oh, here. nice. Yeah, I like I love them. Um, and uh, you know, our music's not totally the same, but it has like elements that I think would work and they're sweet. So yeah, be I, that's they're They're on my list of bands that I'd like to just hang out with. Totally. <laughs> if you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? Mm, um, I personally would love it if you know stream counts weren't like the be all end all holy grail of what we're aiming for as artists um it would you know as much as it would be great to have like millions of streams that would be awesome um <laughs> <laughs> to a certain extent uh for me personally um it seems like a bit of a slight slightly a vanity metric because you can have you know hundred thousands of streams and you haven't really made much money and um it's hard to know you know with just the passive listening habits of today which it's great for music discovery but um i find it's really hard to like find fans that are you know gonna click on your name or your album and be like oh cool i'm gonna actually listen to this now um like what you yeah. know when adele put her album out and she's like you can only listen to it in um like track order yeah, as she intended. I was like, you know what? I think that's act that's pretty cool because personally, I love the album. I kind of I miss the album as like a thing. Um, so so maybe that would be a thing I would change. Also, we need, just need to have more women on festival headline slots in general. Absolutely. What's what's a venue that you you are just dying to play? So. I was in in uh, in Italy a few months ago, and we did Pompeii. And in in this town, which is basically ruins, they have an amphitheater, like the original Roman amphitheater that was there that they have used for concerts. I think like Elton John played there. Oh wow! And I, yeah, and I'm like, this would probably this would be the coolest thing. So so I'll go with that. That sounds cool. Yeah, it'd be epic. What do you think is your worst habit during the songwriting process? Um, I think this is something I've gotten better at, but I still think maybe over editing uh, just in like the creation process is always something I have to watch myself on um, because I find in songwriting sessions, the best thing to do is just kind of like just put a bunch of stuff down onto a page and blurt out whatever's in your mind whether whether or not it's like a fully formed thought or a lyric and don't don't edit yourself before you've said it because you could say something that if you're co-writing you know the person that you're working with could just just pick up on like a little bit of it and come up with the the next great line of the song so don't don't stop yourself you know before you started i like that what's what's a song um that whenever you hear it on like radio or streaming or whatever uh you go d 
damn, I wish I wrote that. <laughs> Again, so many. Um, <laughs> Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo because, nice. you know, I would be just rolling in it. And <laughs> I think it's a really clever song. I think um, the emotion that she captures in that is like such a moment in your life where you can actually, I think most people, which is probably speaks to the success of the song, can put themselves in, in, in those shoes where you've just gotten your driver's license and you can't wait to like, you know, where you're going to go with it and you want to go see your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend and then, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just a great song it's and and for like for her to be so young and to write probably one of the most heartbreaking songs of like the past 10 years that's big up to her yeah absolutely i think that these days we've we have seen a lot of really young artists come out with a really strong identity which i think is amazing um it's something that i didn't have you know at that age and you know i i grew up in like I was like a, a Britney Spears girl, you know, yeah. <laughs> like in that generation. And, and I think that it's still, you know, it still happens now, but just, um, the whole, uh, cookie cutter, um, put you in a certain box and this is what you do now. And I know it still happens, but I think luckily we're slightly breaking out of it. And we, we do see some artists with some really strong identities, um, from a young age, which is amazing. Describe your perfect day. Um, well, I would like probably like to be on vacation somewhere <laughs> at a beach and wake up and have some lovely coffee on a balcony looking at the sea with my husband and oh, just have a have a relaxed day, go for a swim, um, have some drinks later on, maybe see some live music, maybe even like hang out with my family you know just like I, I to be honest actually i love like those family days where it's like sunday and your family's coming around <laughs> um like thanksgiving actually i know i've completely pivoted now from the vacation uh <laughs> image but like thanksgiving actually is one of my favorite days because everyone's just there to have a good time it's not about gifts or anything it's just about being together and that's great i like that Maybe maybe you can have Thanksgiving on like the French Riviera or something oh. and just combine both of those. Oh, nailed it. What's a song lyric, yours or someone else's, that's always stuck with you? I'm a big fan of John Mayer's songwriting. He like was a soundtrack to some of my later teenage, early 20s years. And one line that he has is, Anything other than yes is no. Anything other than stay is go. Anything less than I love you is lying. And I just made that like my friggin' mantra. <laughs> At the time I was like, okay, I get it now. I get what love <laughs> means. Um, and so if you if it's not a yes, then it's just a no. And it I just thought that's that's an amazing lyric. That's fantastic. <laughs> what is your favorite cuss word? <laughs> cuss. Um, I like that. Uh, I, it's probably just the F word. It's effective. Nice. <laughs> and what is your favorite Beyonce song? Um, I love me some old school Beyonce. I think in grade eight, my friends and I did this dance for the school to like Bootylicious, which is probably inappropriate <laughs> in hindsight. But um, if I had to choose one, I think Run the World, Girls. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. 
what is something that people would be surprised that you own? I feel like I don't actually own anything that interesting. I try to like not buy too much stuff, you know, or collect <laughs> too much stuff. But I own a mandolin, which oh, I, nice. never, I never play. Um, I also, I have an avocado tree that was grown from seed, Ooh. which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Hoping one day it will, it will bear some fruit. That is pretty cool. You're the, you're the first person to have an avocado tree. So well done. <laughs> Good. <laughs> If there was a musical Mount Rushmore for you, who would be on it? Mm. So am I limited to four, four faces? I, I mean, it's your Mount Rushmore. You can have as many as you okay, like. Okay, cool. So, so the Beatles, and like, I'm going to count them as one, you know? Okay. And uh, we'll put Dolly Parton on there. Fantastic. And Prince. And uh, Aretha Franklin. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Describe your music using only colors. This is interesting. You know how there's some people, I, I can't remember the word for it, but some people who actually like see colors when they hear music. Uh, it's uh, synesthesia, I think is what uh, it's called. I wish I had it. I don't. So I'd love to ask someone to see how, how accurate this is. I'm going to say blue like probably like a deeper blue a pale pink and then like a forest green oh nice i like mm. that <laughs> so you are putting together like a super group and you are the lead singer who are the other members so i was gonna say like brandy carlisle maren morris but it's you know it's already been done the high women <laughs> um but okay i'm gonna go with taylor swift nice lizzo oh and christine and the queens oh i love that yes yeah we can do like the new lady marmalade you know of of, of this I, era i would kill for that like <laughs> so would i <laughs> <laughs> So let's say that uh, the the music industry bigwigs come down from on high and uh, they push a mountain of cash at you and they say, Melissa, you are allowed to cover one song from any artist catalog. Money is no option. We're going to record it. We're going to do a music video. We're going to promote the shit out of it. We're going to tour on it. What song are you picking? Oh, man. I don't know. I, pl I play, you know, I, as in addition to like having my artist project and, and doing my original music, I'm a musician and I play in pubs and I do covers. I do so many covers. <laughs> so I'd be like, actually, can I please just, can you just give me the money to do one of my own songs? <laughs> I'll allow it. Absolutely. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. What's a song that you've written that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? So I think Daydream off of uh, Alone Time would be really great. I think um, it, you you hear it, and in my mind anyway, it takes me to a place, and I think it could be applicable in a few different scenarios. I think it would be like a nice, just little bed of sound for a beautiful outdoorsy scene. 
I like that. So this next question is um, kind of a choose your own adventure type thing. Um, I have three of the most cliche questions that all musicians get asked in interviews. And um, I will let you pick the one that you would like to answer. And your choices are, who are your influences? What got you started in music? Or what is your creative process like? I feel like all these answers can probably be found in, in interviews gone by. As you said, they're <laughs> slight cliches, but that's totally fine. I'm going to go with what got me started in music, which um, was basically I just started singing from a young age. And I was really lucky to have parents that, you know, nurtured my interest in music. Um, you know, I got to take piano lessons and voice lessons at a young age. And then when it came to the end of high school and I was deciding whether or not to go to university, um, I'd been writing songs by then for a good few years. My, my parents actually like encouraged me to pursue my dream, which I know a lot of people don't have that. And so I feel super lucky because without, without them encouraging me like that, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have done it. Cause you know, I would have just did what my friends were doing and followed like, you know, the more, the, the linear path to university, et cetera. And sometimes I'm like, oh God, I wish I'd gone to university. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if it wasn't for that, you know, I wouldn't have really started. And I was, I was lucky. I got a manager and um, found a producer like kind of straight at the end of high school. And so I had a couple wheels turning. And so I had their support and that, that allowed me to do it. That's amazing. <laughs> Shout out to your mom and dad. Oh yeah. Thanks. Shout out mom and dad. <laughs> what is your strangest pre-show ritual um other than just like weird vocal warm-ups like I don't have like a real ritual that I feel like I have to do uh because I guess you know if I had one that I had to do and then for some reason I couldn't do it I wouldn't want it to throw me off <laughs> but I do like a shot of tequila sometimes before shows nice mm. <laughs> Do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? Definitely both. I think maybe there have been times in my life where I consider myself more of an entertainer. Uh, but I go through phases like, you know, everybody does of, okay, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to film any videos. I don't want to talk. I don't even really like want to play that much. I want to just, I want to go for walks and think about things for a really long time. And that's usually how I end up coming up with, with songs and that's kind of how this new EP was really created because was you know it was locked down and I was alone and had so much time to think and all I did was go for walks and like mull over all these thoughts and then turn them into songs um but now you know that we're all we're out and and back on stage like I get to be the entertainer again which is quite nice so I yeah it's a little bit of bouncing back and forth nice how many alarms does it take to get you out of bed in the morning? I'm not very good in the morning, <laughs> cliche musician, but um, usually, usually two, I set one and then with like knowing I'm going to allow myself to snooze for like 10 minutes and then usually that's it. Nice. And speaking of uh, cliches about musicians, <laughs> what do you think is the biggest misconception about musicians? 
I think the whole overnight success thing is like a huge misconception because yeah, you don't see the hundreds or thousands of hours of work that have gone into getting to that point. Um, and just the work that goes in for musicians behind the scenes, you know, learning their craft, learning their instrument, learning how to perform, building their community and the people that they work with and like networking and just the admin that comes with it, the social media side that comes with it. There's so much that goes on that people don't, don't see on a daily basis. Um, so, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, what do you do in the day? And I'm like, well, everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's there's a lot going on other than just the the record that comes out and even the process, you know, about uh, the process of making the record. And and when you're on stage, there's so much more to it. What is the moment in your career that you're most proud of? Hmm. I'm proud of this EP, I've got to say. Uh, and you should be. Thank you so much. I'm it's, honestly your your words at the beginning like completely humbled me, and I'm 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 so happy that you love it. And um, I've I'm proud of this because every song came from such a real place, which I'm you know probably comes across. And we just worked hard to my collaborators and I, which there are you know a, a few different co-writers on the album. Um, we just worked hard to make sure that we said exactly what we wanted to say in each song, and I think in the end it came across. And you know, for this, because it was recorded remotely for the most part, I worked with a producer named Katie Ray, who is in North London. I live in uh, in West Sussex in the UK. So we did most of the recording process like over Zoom with maybe three in-person sessions. And so I recorded all my own vocals. Um, Katie pretty much recorded all of the instruments and it was self-funded. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm proud of myself for making the record happen. It's, it is, it is absolutely a beautiful record and you should absolutely be proud of it. Thank you so much. <laughs> what, what's the first song that you remember hearing? So my first like aha moment I remember with music was I was in swimming lessons. So I don't know, maybe like five, six years old and they would, every lesson they would play uh, a song that I was just like, hooked on and it just did something to me every time I heard it and it was my girl by the temptations and so it's still like one of my favorite songs and I think because I my parents played a lot of like soul music in the house as well growing up and like classic rock and I got a really good variety of music but um the soul music just always took me <laughs> in a way and uh so that song really stands out to me I love that if you could start your career over from the exact moment that you decided that music was was for you, would you do anything different? There are quite a few things I would do differently <laughs> and that I would <laughs> advise people to, to not do what I did. Um, just, you know, first of all, I would try to uh, maintain my identity, you know, in the same way that these artists that we spoke about earlier, these young artists coming out with their really great sense of self and confidence. And I guess, you know, to be fair, that's what it seems like. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, hopefully that perception is accurate, but I, you know, you're young, you're just starting out, you're a woman and there are people have a lot of opinions about what you should sound like, what you should look like. 
And I took way too many of those on board <laughs> and got really confused about who I was as an artist, what I, what, you know, what my sound was, what I, what I wanted to express. And so I wish that I could go back and tell myself, like, actually just listen to your gut because, you know, listen to the people that are close to you because also they probably know and don't be so, um, just swayed by, by all these opinions of people who, who barely know you at all. So there's that. And I also wish that I'd taken just more accountability for my career in general when I was younger. Um, like I mentioned, I got, I found a manager and a producer, you know, pretty quickly. And then I ended up getting a record deal in Toronto, which is where I'm from, like not long after. So the first couple <laughs> of years of my career just like seemed to be really easy and seemed to be going in this great trajectory, like clearly on the up. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like all I have to do is show up, you know, I'll write these songs. Yeah, like nice, that's that's it. But then when it didn't work out with the label and with um, with everything that was going on, I was like, oh God, like, what do I do? What, how does the industry work? Like, how do all these things work? Um, and so I just wish that I had, I guess maybe taught myself a bit more in the beginning or just been a bit more conscious of everything that was going on around me instead of taking it for granted. What keeps you up at night? Those regrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, not too much keeps me up at night. I'm lucky I'm, I'm pretty good at sleeping and I love sleeping. Uh, but if it's anything, it's probably money. That is same here. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Would you ever think about maybe going into acting? Um, I, I don't know. I have my best friend. She's an actor uh, based in Toronto, Brooke Paulson. And she's always like, Melissa, you, sh you could act. You could totally do it. And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. I think I'd have like that one character I could play, which is just my own personality. And that would be it. <laughs> That's, um, yeah, some, somebody it's, this question is in here because it's something that someone asked me once yeah. and I was like, I could play that voice on the radio that tells you the aliens are here, but outside of that, like there's, there's nothing else that I can do for you. Nice. Yeah. Well, we're just, we're one trick ponies, but I mean, it's worked for some people. Yeah. I mean. Let's see. Sorry, I've I've lost my place, and I'll cut this part out because That's okay. I'm trying to. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Uh, so tell tell the people uh, at home and all over the world listening to this um, who may not have listened to Alone Time yet. Uh, tell us about Alone Time. Right. Well, it's my newest EP. It's six tracks, um, inspired, as I mentioned before, by all this time we had alone. <laughs> Um, the sound, I guess, uh, I'm going to go like Eva Cassidy meets John Mayer meets like a little bit of Taylor Swift, even maybe like a teeny bit of Adele. Um, so it's kind of like organic singer songwriter music with pop influences. And I sing slightly soulfully occasionally. Um, <laughs> so we've got songs that you know, that talk about anxiety, like better in the morning is the, the, tr the first track on the EP. And it was in the middle of like a winter lockdown. And I was just 
I was experiencing a lot of anxiety around that time, as I'm sure loads of people were as well. And so I started telling myself, okay, just get through the night and it's going to be better in the morning because a lot of things actually are better in the morning when you've got a new perspective, you've got a clear, fresh mind. And so that turned into that song, which is like, it's as much as there's these dark moments, again, it's about the hope that tomorrow will be better. I can be better. I can look at things in a different way. And it's not, maybe it's not as bad as it seems right now in the dark. I just have to, I have to just keep going. And that's kind of a theme, I guess, that runs through the album um, or through the EP. So yeah, I'm, I'm proud of it. I like it. I hope you do too. I know. <laughs> well, well, you know that I do. Yes. <laughs> um, and for the listeners, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a perfect album for, the first time I listened to it, um, I had had a really rough day at work. So I was, I took a bubble bath and put it oh. on and it was just, it was fantastic. I was like, this is, yes, this is, this is what's up. Perfect. So what's, what's next for uh, Melissa Bell? What's next? That's a really good question. I never really know. I always think I'm, I'm about quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm obviously going to, you know, milk this EP as much as possible. So I'm going to be promoting it, you know, probably to the end of the year. I have a couple of cool shows coming up, which I'll be announcing soon. So, you know, be sure to follow me on socials at Melissa Bell Music um, and your favorite streaming platforms and where I'll announce those dates. And, um, you know, to be honest, I, I, I'll probably just make some more music. I, I write for... I do some songwriting for other projects as well. So I might spend a bit of time doing that. Nice. And yeah, otherwise just uh, just keep living this this crazy journey that we're on as, as musicians. It's a weird one. <laughs> 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 Melissa Bell, thank you so very much uh, for taking a small part of your day uh, to talk to me about uh, your new EP. I, I, I am such a fan of you and you know this has been absolutely fantastic oh it's my pleasure thank you so much for having me and thank you for coming up with some very well thought out questions that were a lot of fun to answer thank you so much This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.